You're listening to The Real Enneagram Podcast, a spiritual quest brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. Welcome back to a podcast entitled The Real Enneagram, a spiritual quest. Today, Dr. Howell will talk to us about our soul's intention for the new year. As we begin 2022 and we move into a new year, it's a great time to think about what our intentions are and what our soul's intentions are. So now I turn it over to Dr. Howell. An intention is an inner agreement between ourself and ourself about what the purpose is going to be of some endeavor. And at the first of this year, we have a great endeavor ahead of us. We have a block of time, 12 months, in which to fulfill even more of the purpose of our life. But that major purpose, whatever it is, is broken up into seasons and months and weeks and days and even minutes that have their own special intention that dovetails into the major intention of our lives. That may sound like a mouthful, but let me stress that when we do this kind of work that we do in the Institute for Conscious Being, we do it with a very studied approach to why we live. I am reminded that the great teachers in spirituality have intimated to us for years and decades and hundreds of years that we are actually a soul who before we came to earth made an agreement with God about what we, our soul, was to accomplish in our life here on earth. We don't know if our soul needed to be developed in a certain way, understand some type of pain that it needed to undergo to perfect itself. We don't know if the soul needed the joys and celebrations uh, to counteract a deep-seated sadness or melancholia that it may carry. But what we do know is that we are here for a reason. And it is my personal opinion that we do deep down know what we were sent here to accomplish, to do. Now, in this evening, I would like to speak with you and then have a meditation that you can use to get your mind in an intentional mindset for what you want to do this year. I am picturing you right now, maybe working or jogging or driving your car, or possibly you do have the advantage of sitting somewhere where you can be quiet. And no matter whether you're active or whether you're 
actually sitting in some stillness. You can do this meditation. I'd like for you to imagine your life as a soul when you were in heaven before you were actually placed in your mother's womb. That may sound very strange, but if you think about it, if our soul was placed in our bodies, it must have pre-existed our bodies. And if it was placed, it was placed most possibly by the creator of our soul. And if the creator of our souls is the divine God, then we were in contact with that energy, that force, that creative intention behind this universe. So I'd like for you to settle into that thought, to understand that primarily you are a person who in all likelihood was in the presence of God as a soul before you were placed on earth. And with that God who placed you in your mother's womb, placed your soul in your mother's womb, there may have been communication between you and that divine creative energy about what your mission is on this earth, what your soul needed to accomplish for itself and possibly for other people that would be in your midst, in your family, your family of origin, your nuclear family when you grew up and had one of your own, your friends, your business associates, your colleagues, your fellow seekers. One thing we do know is that we do touch the lives of everyone whom we meet. And if we touch their lives, we are touching them with our life force and with the unspoken intention of our own life's purpose. For some people, their intention is to give and receive love. For others, it is spiritual seeking in terms of learning more about the nature of life and spirit. For others, it is to be nurtured and nurture others in coming into the fullness of our lives. And yet others are here for other purposes such as to rest, to wonder, 
to think, to gather soul energy, to make peace, to form kindred relationships, to live and walk in loving peacefulness, to stand up for righteousness, to be giving and benevolent, to take action, sacred action, to be creative and to produce creations, mirroring the creative activity of the divine. And another such intention could be to bring as much joy into the world as possible. And still another would be to powerfully change what needs to be changed. These are tremendous intentions. And I I urge you to, to play these back if you didn't get some of them because they all have to do with the energies on the Enneagram of soul. And believe you me, your soul came into this earth as an aspect of the divine in one of those nine energies. Now, I realize my list was more than nine because some that I included are subcategories of other main soul types. But as you become more interested in your soul, you're exploring territory that possibly has not been mapped out for you. And that's very um, simple and easy to understand because just think of it, when we are born our soul child, we don't inspect our soul. We're just there with it. We don't even know what it is. We're so close to the divine that we don't even question, is there a God? Because we know we are part of this divine creation. God, if you will. So then we develop an ego. And for the rest of our life, we're figuring out this world through the lens of an ego until we reach a critical mass of suffering. This critical mass makes it be, for you and me, impossible to rely totally on that ego anymore. We've been driven aground by the traps that our ego has repeatedly placed in front of us. We have been backfired on by our passions, We have avoided the same thing so much that it inevitably comes up in our lives every day. Our fixations are the ways our ego works because in the process of entropy, that is the path of least resistance that we take. 
The ego is wonderful at the beginning because it, quite frankly, covers over our very, very vulnerable soul child and gives us a way of moving in this world, encountering many, many things that give us wisdom that we would never have had without the failures of ego. But we still get to the point that the ego as us, ego equals us, is not the way to go. We don't want it to go that way anymore because we know that we are more than our ego deep inside. We know that we are more than our false selves or our superficial selves. We know that we are more than our personality. And we then begin the search for relief from the suffering that our egos have done to us or that we have done to ourselves. So all of this is to say that when we return to our soul, we also are returning to the intention of our being. And in that intention, we can see whether or not our ego has in any way gained wisdom to serve that intention and amalgamate all of that hard-won wisdom from our ego strivings and sufferings and joys and amalgamate it into the greater identity of ours, which is our soul. Uh, I like to call it our solality because it's our personality and our soul combined. Our personalities take on a different aura and a different energy when empowered by the soul rather than the ego. The personality becomes luminous, lighter, less serious, more open, less judgmental, able to see others in their essence rather than as an it to be used or a character in their movie. The soul sees reality because it does not have the veil of the ego which distorts the accuracy of perception. So in this year, I urge you to find out what your soul type is out of the nine energies. I urge you to think about what your purpose could be having been created in that soul type. I urge you to find out what that intention is specifically 
in your work, in your family, in your self-care, in your study, in your prayers, in your spiritual practice, and in your actions. And if you can answer these questions, you have set a tone for this year that is really more than a tone, it's a map for how in each of those arenas I just named, you can go further along this road less traveled in making your intention and listing how you're going to carry it out in all of these areas. You may want to journal it, put it in a a paper form so, so that you can see it every day. I know some people who laminate their intentions and place them in their wallet or their purse or some type of carry-on attached to their person. And when we have lost our way, when we are in confusion, we can get grounded very quickly when we read the words that we ourselves have written that were spoken to us by the divine about what our intention in being alive is. So relax and take in this stillness. And if you're driving, continue to do so. But just think of yourself as a little soul child. Think of the innocence, the uncomplicated world, the simplicity, the taking for granted that you were cared for, the wonder that opened up before you in every minute because of all the new that you were seeing, the new tastes, the new faces, the new smells and places, the new sounds, the new people who held you, And now think of you in nature, seeing and touching and exploring grass and clover, leaves, berries, maybe seeing a stretch of water for the first time in a pond, a lake, stream, or an ocean, river. Imagine how your eyes widened with the magnificence of it all as you saw an outpicturing of the divine landscape in front of your physical eyes. There you were, full of soul, full of representing something of the divine in your attitude, in your laughter, in your personality, in your questions, in your comments, 
in your searching, in your celebrations, in your hurts, all this up until you were four, five, sometimes six years old for some people. And a little bit of the soul child lingers thereafter, but by five or so, it is really eclipsed by that ego who had to take over. Because the little soul child, in its awkwardness and in its realism and in its innocence and in its lack of shame was told that it could not be as it was. It was not okay to be as it was. So the little soul child went subterranean in deference to an emerging ego. And as you sit with these thoughts and understand that you are one of those nine energies when it comes to soul, I'll say them again, sacred righteousness, sacred benevolence, sacred action, sacred creativity, sacred wisdom, sacred kinship, sacred joy, sacred power, and finally at nine, sacred loving peace. It is one of those energies into which you were born and your intentions lie. And it is out of that same energy you had to leave in order to go to your ego type. Just think about it. Your intention is carried within your very core right now. And 2022 awaits for you to live out this intention in an even more purposeful way than you have done before. And I affirm you, I back you in this intentional life of yours. Happy New Year. Thank you, Dr. Howell, and thank you to our listeners. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at therealenneagram at gmail.com. You can also go to our website at theicb.org. Thank you. Look forward to next time.